in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. It is June 28th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for being with us. Counting down to the 4th of July holiday. Do you see what the 4th of July temperature could be? I saw this number and I thought, that can't be right. That is so... Now, if we're going by the Brenda scale <laughs> of temperature yeah. uh, description, it's going to be... Hot. Yes. Very hot. Very hot. So the 4th of July, if you're counting, is next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's there's a ways to go, obviously, and so the forecast could change. But right now they're saying 4th of July temperature, 94. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is, I don't know that, that's got to be one of the, the hottest 4th of Julys, I think. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever remembered it being quite that hot before. There's been times where I remember going down to Fort Vancouver to watch the fireworks, having to put a jacket on and wearing jeans because it was chilly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or rain. Or raining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not going to be raining this year. I don't think so. But anyway, just if you're planning your outdoor activities... Right now, uh, be prepared. It could be a tad bit toasty on the 4th of July. Hey, you know what I saw for the first time in a long, uh, first time this summer, actually? What? Driving in. I mentioned this to you yesterday. Coyote. You saw coyote. Uh, Coyote. Today. Uh, It was yesterday, Yesterday. actually. I was going to mention to you yesterday, but it kind of surprised me. So I'm driving down the typical road that I drive through, kind of a cut through road. It's a little foresty there. And I'm, I'm seeing something up ahead and I'm like, I couldn't quite figure out what it was. I was a little bit perplexed because it's like, what is that anyway? And it's right on the side of the road. So I slow down because I'm not quite sure what it is. And it's a coyote. Coyote. And he's standing there on the side of the road, not moving. And I mean, I'm pretty close to him. And he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. And it's like, uh, yeah, hey, how are you? How are you this morning? Did he have a little Acme explosive box next to <laughs> no, him? he did not. He was watching you? Uh, he looked like, though, in my coyote opinion, kind of young. He looked like oh, a, okay. maybe a youngster, kind of thin. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, he had no no way he was going to move. He okay. was just like, hey. I'm walking I'm, here. I'm walking here. Go around. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, But anyway, it was interesting. It's kind of, you know, typically they'll run off. You mm-hmm. know, and they will. Just, Typically. Yeah, and he was just like, yeah, hey, how are you? Okay. They come into, the thing is, though, when they come into streets like that, they're they're probably looking for a snack. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Cat, yeah. pet, you know, raccoon, they'll, they'll get them. So the, that's uh, probably what he's looking for. Wildlife experts will tell you don't leave your pet food outside, or your small pets for that matter. <laughs> But anyway, it was kind of it's kind of cool. I mean, okay. yeah, I enjoy it. You know, it's like, hey, wildlife. It's wildlife. So you're not that far into the city or that much removed from right. nature. Yeah, I'm not quite that. sure which you prefer, but okay. Well, well, watch out for wildlife. Out here at the Mater Day Radio Studios up on the hilltop, we see deer all the time. We do see our fair share of deer. Yeah. And uh, they come over and they have a little, it's like a salad bar around here. <laughs> they come and feast on all the new growth on our plants and just head back up into the West Hills. The most amazing one was last year when that big buck 
came down. I mean, that thing had a rack on it, and it laid right next it to our... It laid next to Mary. The, Mary, the statue. It was awesome. It was just like, look at that. And and we got, because I remember that event because it was during our staff meeting. Yeah. So we're right there in the in the meeting room looking out the window. We didn't get much work done during that meeting. No, because it was Because we just, kept looking. Yeah, it's like, you know, that's just like an amazing shot to see that. And it's just, and he was kind of like the same way. He was like, hey. I see you. I see you in there. What are you going to do? I'm going to lay right I'm here. I'm just going to lay right here and rest. It was, I think it was a warm day. And so he was just like in the shade. Nice little spot right there. I think after that, Patrick went out and put a like a big bucket of water out there. So oh, that way the deer would be able to get a little drink of water yes, while he was resting. Very nice. Very nice. So. Do that. Well, it's nice here. A very comfortable, not so much back in the Midwest. And we'll talk about this in the news. Okay. Oh, the smoke. It's getting bad, it's isn't horrible. it? horrible. Chicago, Detroit, some of the worst air in the world right wow. now. Because of the wildfires in Canada, which are unprecedented. Oh, it's coming down from Canada. It's coming down from Canada. Interesting. Now, yeah. we've been, you know, knock on wood and God bless us, uh, we have been fortunate so far. So far. But they say, don't count on that, that it yeah. is coming, oh, that they do early. expect fire season here to be yeah. worse. So, so anyway. boy, that's pretty tough, yeah, too. So. So. Anyway, we'll have that in the news for you. What do you have coming up? Also, what does Pope Francis do? When he's on vacation, yes. whatever it is, he gets all of next month to do it. All right. I'll talk to you a little bit more about that. So we do have a great show ahead for you this to uh, Wednesday morning. Wednesday. Wednesday morning. Here's Taylor Tripodi and Forgiven. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
is Taylor Tripodi and Forgiven. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday, middle of the week. You know, I'm blaming you. You made me hungry because you started talking about this morning when I came in, you grilled pork chops last night. I'm telling you, that is the best way to make a bone-in pork chop Yeah, on the grill. Yeah. Well, yes, it is. And, <laughs> and you made me hungry. Just a little seasoning on Just it. Just a little seasoning. Let the flavor come through. All right. We've got well, some good weather coming up if you wanted to grill something. Eh, see, I do now. <laughs> De- <laughs> definitely. That, that definitely made my mouth water hearing about that. You know, big festival coming up. Big summertime event. Oh, you're going to get some good eats if you yeah. were to attend the Hilltop Festival mm, coming up. You're going to hear about it after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to His infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of His merciful love. O my God, I ask of Thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly Thy holy will, to accept for love of Thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. No matter where your summer travels take you, Mater Dei Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live liturgy of the hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. 
Radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MontredayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 714 at Mater Day Radio. Now, there may be a few morning clouds out there, depending on where you are at this morning. Right here, kind of clear out. Looks pretty nice. Going to be a nice day. Sunny, high of 83 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, low of 57. And <laughs> I'm looking at this forecast. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sunny skies, 86, 84, 84, 86. Wow. How about that? That's How about that? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it, then we talked about Monday and Tuesday starting to... It starts to heat up into then. The 90s. Into the 90s. Monday, yeah. 94, maybe by... Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Yeah, okay. So. I have a feeling it's going to be very busy this weekend at the grocery stores, people planning their barbecue. I'm sure I'm starting be. to think about it now that you said, <laughs> you know, talked about my grilled That's pork right. chops yesterday. I'm going to... We'll maybe have to spend some time this week talking about yeah. our 4th of July menus. We, we should do that. Uh, it's 60 degrees at St. Charbel's Church in Portland. Well, every chance to be on the beautiful hilltop at Mount Angel Abbey is time well spent. But if you attend well, the St. Benedict Festival coming up on July 8th, well, now your time, that would be blessed. Joining me today to talk about some of the things that are coming up and planned for you is Brother Thomas Bretrick. Brother Thomas, thank you so much for joining us today, all the way from that hilltop in beautiful Mount Angel Abbey. Good morning. Good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me. Well, the seminarians have gone home for the summer, maybe just a little bit more quiet. So what do you have outside of the Benedict Festival happening in July? What goes on at the Abbey during these uh, off months, we'll say? Well, we always have plenty of visitors, Brenda. Uh, our oblates and retreatants and our guest house have uh, many nice programs happening that we're a part of. There's opportunities for teaching and for discussion there. There's also, of course, plenty of work to do to keep the grounds looking nice. Uh, there's music happening, several small concerts at the Abbey. There's always stuff happening here. Brother Thomas, is the Abbey open for visitors to say come up on a, on a beautiful afternoon? Is Are the grounds open for biz- visitors to come up and pray and, uh, you know, maybe go into the chapel there? Absolutely. In fact, those who are lucky enough to live close by often come up just to have a walk, walk their dogs, or uh, pray with us for noon prayer or vespers. The canonical hours of uh, morning prayer, noon prayer, and vespers are always kept by the monks and are open to the public. Daily Mass is offered here. Maybe one of the better days to visit would be Sunday, uh, when, of course, uh, the liturgy is a little bit more full, and uh, the monks are a little bit more public for visiting and the grounds as a whole are a little, more, a little bit more quiet, and it's enjoyable to maybe just stroll around or have a picnic or visit with friends. I'm talking this morning with Brother Thomas Buttrick. He is at Mount Angel Abbey. Joining me today because, well, among all of the other wonderful things that happen at the Abbey... The St. Benedict Festival is coming up. Well, Brother Thomas, it is wonderful to have the St. Benedict Festival back. Of course, during the COVID years, 
We weren't able to come up there, and then last year it's reintroduced us. We'll let our listeners know how every year you try to add something new. That's right. Uh, we like to have some mainstays, things that people are used to. Uh, for example, the experience of praying uh, in the church with the monks and all of the guests at noon prayer, which begins, of course, at noon. And then Vespers, which uh, on Saturday, the 8th of July, the St. Benedict Festival, Vespers will be at 4 o'clock. So the event is bookended by those two liturgical prayer times, 12 o'clock and 4 o'clock. And the 4 o'clock hour is really great. We have a, a beautiful wooden statue of St. Benedict that's carried in in procession by the monks and adorned with flowers and uh, chanting music as we go in. And that's a really fun uh, adornment to the Vespers. So those kinds of experiences, you know, of course, are standard. But we always try to mix it up and add something new just to get people enticed about, hey, what are the monks up to this year? Well, one of those new things, it's a special exhibit that shares the Benedictine monastic life. That includes a first-time-ever look at a monastic cell. Of course, we would think of that as your room, where you live. Tell our listeners a little bit about what this includes. Well, of course, when you hear the word cell, you kind of think a little bit, whoa, isn't that a little bit scary? Like a jail Uh, cell. That's what I think many people (laughs) might imagine. (laughs) Well, you know, the, the word is an ancient word. The monastic uh, institution is a very ancient one. And in the 4th century A.D., monks were already talking about, stay in your cell, and your cell will teach you everything. It's an idea about stability. Monks are lovers of their place, and there are people who are dedicated to staying in one place physically so that they can more easily hear from God, who is everywhere. Instead of moving all around, they have one place that they're committed to the spiritual life in. And so the monk's room, which we still call a cell, is that place par excellence, you know. Uh, Of course, we also live adjoining a church, uh, and that's where we gather for communal prayer. Uh, But in the silence of his own cell, the monk is able to pray always and to be in a spirit of seclusion. Now, what's special uh, about this year's St. Benedict Festival is that we're trying to recreate for our guests what that physically looks like. So we have an area of the monastery which traditionally is open to the public, and we're able to bring the public in this year into that area where we will have set up a monastic cell with all that that entails so that people can see for their own uh, selves what it is that we live in and do. Wow, that is going to be incredible opportunity. Everyone is invited to join in on the fun at the 2023 St. Benedict Festival happening in Mount Angel Abbey. Well, this will be an interesting look into a monastic cell. Of course, the festival itself coincides with a very high feast day for those of you on the hilltop. Of course, it's the Feast of St. Benedict. Now, if one were to compare the rule of St. Benedict And the way that your life is ordered there at Mount Angel, are there things that are still very similar in how St. Benedict intended monastic life to run? Absolutely. You know, part of our life is to read and reflect on the rule of St. Benedict. And we read that uh, at our lunch uh, every day. Uh, That's read uh, through straight from start to finish. And we do that throughout the year. Um, so you get to know the rule pretty well here as a monk, and I could say that the uh, the general contours are pretty much the same. 
that's kind of amazing. An institution from around 550 AD, we're still pretty much doing the same thing, which is that we live a life devoted to uh, communal prayer and the divine office, that is to say, the liturgy of the hours. Uh, we're living a life devoted to stability in one place under an abbot and a rule. That's, of course, the rule of St. Benedict. And we live a life of good works uh, in honor of God and in service to one another. And there's lots of specifics uh, that are the same, but there's also some that are different. For example, St. Benedict says uh, every one of us should be getting half a bottle of wine per day. Whoa. I'm still waiting on that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have that these days. Okay. But uh, on the other hand, St. Benedict also says uh, that uh, we're all going to God together and that we're each one responsible for one another's salvation. Um, and that's an eternal principle that's never going to change. Oh, well, fantastic. That is just some of what you will be able to experience about how life on an abbey was intended. That according to St. Benedict. Brother Thomas, I've enjoyed our time today already. Our segment is almost through and I have to take a break, but I want to talk more about the festival. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Of course. And it is 723 at Mater Day Radio. Well, watch your mailboxes over the next couple of days. Yesterday, we mailed out our legacy mailing. This is a way you can support Mater Day Radio through estate planning. One of those ways would be including Mater Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will. But this letter sent out by our executive director, Patrick Ryan, Beautiful story in there. Very inspirational. You're going to want to read. And if you don't get the letter in the mail, if you're not on our mailing list, go to our website. We have the information up there as well. It's our legacy mailing. The information is on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. The other day I ran into an old friend and she asked me if I wanted to see a picture of her baby. I was delighted, until she pulled out of her wallet a picture of a dog in a Halloween costume. The problem was not the cute little doggy, but rather the way she was talking. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 38, it states, Not all flesh is the same, but there is one kind for human being and another kind of flesh for animals. As moms, we must be very careful not to allow the world to put our children on the same plane as pets. We are made in the image and likeness of God, and no matter how much a person loves their doggy, it is not a person. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it states, one can love animals, but one should not direct to them the affection due only to persons. In our society, many people are confusing pets with people. They care for them as if they are babies. So as moms, we must be willing to speak up when animals are raised to people status. For a pet was created to bring us happiness and companionship and not to replace a child. So let us pray, dear Jesus, please help us to appreciate the gift of motherhood 
and the dignity of each person. Amen. May we be a light to the world by helping others to see the dignity of children. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 727 at Mater Day Radio. In some areas of the country suffering from dangerous air quality levels. We'll have the details in the news. And what is Pope Francis going to do on his month-long vacation? We'll talk about it coming up in news. Here is Ben Walther and Ablaze. You're listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio.
Ben Walter and Ablaze. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this hour, as he does every year, Pope Francis will take a summer break for the entire month of July, announced the prefecture of the papal household. His audience will resume in August after his return from World Youth Day in Lisbon, Portugal. The note from the prefecture indicates that the 86-year-old pontiff's general, particular, and special audiences will be suspended from July 1st until the end of the month. The general audience on Wednesday, June 28th, is therefore the last before the Pope's break. Throughout the summer, however, the Bishop of Rome will continue to recite the Angelus in St. Peter's Square at midday on Sundays, as he usually does. He may also continue to receive guests in private. From August 2nd to the 6th, Pope Francis will be in Portugal for World Youth Day in Lisbon. General audience will then resume the following Wednesday on August 9th. So on June 29th, the Pope is due to celebrate Mass for the Feast of St. Peter and Paul at 9.30 a.m. St. Peter's Basilica. Then he will also be presenting the Palliums to the Metropolitan Archbishops that have been appointed during the year. Yeah, I hope so, he has a nice uh, July. And enjoy some good food. I mean, you're in Italy, so to say enjoy yeah. some good food is basically uh, just saying uh, eat while you're on vacation. Right? Yeah. There's lots of good food to go around Italy. And the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops has released their annual report on the state of the nation's permanent diaconate with data from 2022. Now, the data was collected from the National Association of Diaconate Directors and included deacons from both the Latin and Eastern Rites. The data found that there were a total of 13,695 permanent deacons in active ministry in the United States. This is the lowest number of deacons recorded in the nation since 2011. The report notes that diaconate has been in decline in the last several years and that the number of deacons is keeping in line with this trend. It did, however, note that the number of deacons in the Latin Rite has remained relatively stable in comparison to the total. While the numbers have been dwindling, last year marked a time of surge to their ranks with 910 men ordained to the permanent diaconate in 2022. This is significant as it is quite a bit more than the total number of deacons ordained between the years 2014 to 2021, an estimated 642. Mm. So that was for, let's see, seven years, 642 in one year, 2022, 300 more over mm. 900 interesting so that's an inc- that's an incredible surge yeah 
Well, count our blessings in the Northwest for the time being as millions of people were waking up today to poor air quality as smoke from Canadian wildfires blankets Chicago, Detroit, and much of the Great Lakes region. Chicago and Detroit were among the top three cities with the worst air quality in the world as of this morning, according to Air Tracking Services. Around 87 million people are at risk of poor air quality from the wildfire smoke and ozone impacts with air quality alerts up for a large part of the upper Midwest and Great Lakes region, as well as parts of the Mid-Atlantic and the Southeast. Canada is seeing its worst fire season on record, with hundreds of wildfires raging across the country, more than 200 of them burning out of control, Mm. according to the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Center. Meantime, power use in Texas hit an all-time high yesterday as the state deals with triple-digit temperatures, another record expected to be set today for power usage. Oh, man. Just, yeah. That is is brutal. Mm. I read an article that said on Vancouver Island in Canada, of those wildfires, 46 of them that were burning, all human-caused. Oh, man. All of them. You know, so we get to the 4th of July. You cannot be too careful, please. be careful. Costco getting a little strict about enforcing its membership rules after seeing more non-members using membership cards that don't belong to them at their self-checkouts. The Wholesale Club's policy requires shoppers to have a paid membership to shop there and they must show their membership cards when entering the warehouse and scan them when checking out. In a statement, Costco said our membership policy states that our membership cards are not transferable. And since expanding our self-service checkout, we've noticed that non-member shoppers have been using membership cards that do not belong to them. To crack down on unauthorized card sharing, Costco said employees are now asking to see shoppers' membership cards with their photo at self-checkout. If the membership card does not have a photo, then employees ask for a photo ID. While Costco is the third largest retail company in the U.S. by sales revenue, much of Costco's profits come from membership fees. According to third quarter filings, the Wholesale Club has more than 69 million members. Wow and nearly 125 million authorized membership cardholders as of May 2023. So you're going to have to show photo ID now. Photo ID. So right. your your Costco card has your photo on it. It does. So I think that that is enough. Uh, what I've done, though, it makes it so much easier. I downloaded the Costco app, mm. linked it to my card, it's on the app. So oh, okay. when I walk in, I because you have your phone typically right with you, you just show them your picture on your phone with your membership information. And I even use that same uh, phone card when I check out. Right. So when I go, I just show them my card and they use their little gun to take yeah. a scan of it and I check on out. I wouldn't know these things because there's someone else in the family who <laughs> does the shopping at Costco. Yeah, so, I bet. You. Not not your kind of shopping experience. <laughs> uh, yes, So, uh, but uh, God bless her for that. Uh, Maybe fun and games for an older generation, but a new study out this week shows that one of the fast grow- fastest growing sports, pickleball, <laughs> is taking its toll on the senior set. 
Pickleball injuries may cost Americans $377 million in health care costs this year, accounting for 5 to 10% of total unexpected medical costs, according to the report. The number shows that from 2010 to 2019, 86% of the emergency department visits due to pickleball injuries occurred in people over 60 years old. Well, don't you have to be 60 years old or older in order to play pickleball? (laughs) Isn't that part of the rule? I don't know if that's part of the rules. (laughs) So the visits are mostly due to pickleball injuries of sprains, strains, and fractures. So according to the Sports and Fitness Trade Group, pickleball has grown from 3.5 million players in 2019 to 8.9 million in 2022, and the number of players will jump to 22 million this year. I kind of feel like I do want to try to play pickleball sometime. <laughs> yes. See, now I'm a tennis guy. So, okay. But yeah. Y- yeah, that day is coming, David. Yes, it may be. <laughs> I don't want to get injured. Well, anyone who works a minimum wage job in Oregon going to get a raise starting July 1st. In all parts of the state, the minimum wage will increase. However, in Oregon, the minimum wage is not equal across the state. Oregon's minimum wage is divided into three areas, the Portland metro area, the standard area, and the non-urban area. So on July 1st, 2023, it will jump from 14.75 in the Portland area to 15.45 nice. per hour. All right. The standard minimum wage will increase from 13.50 to 14.20 and the non-urban minimum wage will increase from 1250 to 1320. The Portland metro area includes any employer within the urban growth boundary. After the July 1st minimum wage increase, the wage will continue to be adjusted annually on July 1st based on the increase, if any, to the U.S. City Average Consumer Price Index. This is the measure of the average change over time in prices paid by urban consumers. All right. I'm so old, it was 25 cents an hour when I was growing up. <laughs> we had this discussion. Remember, we had to yes. go look to find what out what your, it was. Ha, do you remember your <sighs> hourly wage? I got to go back and look. I just, I, I'm, I'm going to guess and I'm going to be way off. Okay. So I, I distinctly remember that I got paid $3.35 an hour. $3.35 an hour. That's how much my minimum wage is when I got a job at a grocery store. Yeah. That's it. okay. Yeah, you're almost up to that here, aren't oh, you? I, th- I thought I was rich. <laughs> it's great. Uh, in sports, former University of Oregon football and track star Devin Allen just ran the fourth fastest time in the 110-meter hurdles this year at a track meet in New York City over the weekend. Allen clocked 13.04 seconds in the event to finish second behind Daniel Roberts. What's unique about Allen is that he is also a wide receiver in the NFL. Playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, Allen, who's 28, spent last season on the Eagles practice squad after signing with the team in April. Before that, he last played football for the Ducks in 2016, so he had put his football career on hold to pursue track and field and finished fifth and fourth in the 110-meter hurdles in the past two Olympics. Now, Allen will have to decide later this summer whether to participate in NFL training camp or to continue in track.
Oh. So, yeah, he's got to make that call okay. because he's going to be trying to qualify for, like, the Worlds. And so that's may con- be a conflict with the NFL training camp. So, yeah, he's got to got to make that decision. Make a choice. Yeah. This week, we will see the return of some very familiar faces in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny Ooh. opens tomorrow. This is the final installment of the movie series featuring Harrison Ford. One day, though, the props from the classic Indiana Jones series might be old enough to belong in a museum. Until then, they're going to go to the highest bidder. Sales by Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectible auctioneer sold the prop of the Holy Grail that was used in the Last Crusade. Now, in the hit film, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Indy faces his greatest obstacle when he has to select the true Holy Grail from a collection of cups meant to misdirect unsavvy visitors to its hidden shrine. Mm -hmm. Now, if he chose the wrong cup, as the villains who accompanied him did, well, he would not find eternal life, but instant death. Now, modern-day movie fans didn't have to put their lives on the line with an array of replica grails also for sale on Amazon and eBay, but they still had to choose wisely before committing to the prop's starting price of $15,000. All right. Eventually, at auction, the holy grail from the movie, which had a crack in it, Mm. which made it authentic because it it got broken during filming. Went for $50,000. Wow. Yeah, central to the plot of Paramount's 1989 blockbuster, the Holy Grail is described by the auction house as made of fiberglass, resin, and painted to resemble weathered earthenware or terracotta. So the whereabouts, though, of the real Holy Grail or the cup or dish said to have been used by Christ at the Last Supper are largely up for debate. Many cultures and nations have claimed to possess the grail over the years, but none of these have been officially recognized by the church. Still, this is not stifle claims that for some that they possess the genuine article. I thought it was in like a giant warehouse with a lot of other boxes. It was. Yes. Wasn't that the case? It's sitting in there still. Can I quote from that movie? I know what you're going to say, but please do. You chose poorly. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. All week is a celebration of life, a week of action. During this week, pro-life advocates across Oregon will participate in themed days of action as they celebrate the overturn of Roe versus Wade and renew the commitment to supporting life in our local communities. Today's Action Projects is for family support. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And you're going to hear more on the Benedict Festival coming up after the forecast. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. 
This is Father Peter Julio, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me, and I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 747 on Mater Day Radio. Sunny skies today. Going to be a beautiful day. I'll see highs right around 83 degrees. Mostly clear overnight tonight. Low of 57. And then sunny again Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Highs in the 80s. Currently it is 60 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 59 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. I'm now continuing my conversation with Brother Thomas Buttrick. Brother Thomas is joining us today because he's part of a committee that is welcoming the entire community down to Mount Angel Abbey for the St. Benedict Festival coming up on July 8th. Well, it is just a wonderful time for the whole community to join in, support the Abbey, and spend a little bit of blessed time up on the hilltop. Good morning, Brother Thomas. Thanks so much for staying with us today. Of course, Brenda. My pleasure. This is a wonderful time to, as I said, to be together in community to support the Abbey, but it is also an important fundraiser for the Abbey itself. You know, individual tickets are $60 a piece, but there are also opportunities that would be greatly appreciated for sponsorship. Tell our listeners more about that. Yeah, so the individual tickets, as you say, $60 include... Uh, a wonderful catered picnic uh, with complimentary uh, adult beverages. Uh, it also includes uh, all the Abbey events, live music, uh, the Abbey experiences that I've mentioned earlier, and of course, just a wonderful afternoon visiting and praying with the monks. Beyond that, though, uh, if people have a desire to uh, more fully support the festival and the works of the Abbey, they're welcome to uh, consider sponsoring uh, the the festival at several different levels. Uh, for example, the St. Therese sponsorship 
Um, it's $1,000. Uh, most of that, of course, is going towards a donation towards the Abbey's Apostolates. And that sponsorship, in addition to the regular admission and all of that, also includes four complimentary tickets uh, for the sponsor to disperse at his or her discretion. And above that, several other levels, for example, St. Anselm's sponsorship is at uh, $2,500, and that includes six complimentary tickets. And there's several other levels beyond that, too. Well, excellent. We encourage our listeners to please join in in any way that they can. And then you have a wonderful event coming up. Of course, there's live music that is happening. And then there's also a special concert. Tell our listeners about uh, that concert. We always like to have music for our guests just for atmosphere outdoors. Uh, But in the last few years, we've also uh, had wonderful indoor concerts in the Abbey Church. We have two wonderful pipe organs there world-class instruments. And this year, uh, we're having a guest organist. His name is Andrew Koch. He's a professional musician who's performed here before, and he's coming back to give some organ meditations on the theme of City on a Hill, so this wonderful gospel theme that our Lord preached about. Um, So that would be a kind of inspiring concert that helps people to get into a spirit of prayerfulness and meditation, even within the the Abbey Church. So the idea here is that, you know, outside there's a lot of hustle and bustle and a lot of things going on, but why not check out the Church as well? You'll find there uh, a kind of sacred experience, a little bit more prayerful experience, again, accompanied by this uh, very beautiful music performed uh, by a top-rate organist. That is some of what you'll be able to participate in in this year's 2023 St. Benedict Festival. Of course, one of the great additions recently to the Abbey, the wonderful Benedictine Brewery. It looks like uh, Father Martin Grassel's got some uh, new barrel-aged beer happening. Have you heard anything about that? <laughs> I have heard something about it, but, you know, uh, it's it's elusive beer. What are you talking about? It's bourbon barrel-aged beer. Wow. Yeah. Now, I have heard about this, but supplies are limited. You know, the folks who uh, work at the brewery have kept this under wraps. And I have to say, uh, supplies are limited, so it's going to be a short run at the festival. Get online quick and get yourself one of these cups, (laughs) because I know it's going to be great. Everyone who's tried it says this is a wonderful beer. But beyond that, uh, many different varieties uh, of our local brew at Benedictine Brewery, and also many local Oregon wines will be featured. That's really a highlight of the festival, actually. It's just beautiful food and drink that we're able to share with our guests. Oh, well, again, as I said, we're all very much excited. It's just one of those, well, summer traditional events that people look forward to. And we're grateful that uh, we're able to, again, join in community the way God intends to be at this year's festival. Brother, before we go now, once the Benedict Festival is over, while all of the seminarians are gone, you won't uh, welcome Ben back to regular classes. What happens then in those those couple of months in between? Well, like I say, there's always something going on here. Uh, You know, there is another public festival that the Abbey hosts in late July, which is the Abbey Bach Festival, so classical music series. We have three nights of wonderful chamber music in store uh, for guests, and that festival is quite venerable. This is, I think, its 52nd year now running, Uh, so that's in late July. 
And then, of course, uh, we have a lot of other smaller programs. Some of your listeners might be familiar with a new institution called the Mount Angel Institute at Mount Angel Abbey. That's a program that coordinates lots of little talks and concerts and other happenings here on the hilltop. Check out our website for more information because it seems like almost every other week there is some kind of very interesting event happening here. The life of a monk is ordered to prayer and, of course, the work. All of you gentlemen continue the good work of the Lord. And it's wonderful, again, to have the Abbey so close by that we can attend for all of these wonderful events. Brother Thomas, thank you so much for your time today. And we wish you all our best and pray for a successful St. Benedict Festival. Oh, thanks, Brenda. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And again, that is Brother Thomas Buttrick. So that festival is coming up on July 8th. Tickets are on sale now and you don't want to wait to get those. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to Mount Angel Abbey website and purchase tickets for yourself. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and access it also on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.55 at Mater Day Radio. You know, one of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. You have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV. You can donate that vehicle to the program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page there. Just need to fill out a couple of forms. You're good to go, and it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235VF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 at Mater Day Radio, and it is a cruise ship like no other. We'll tell you about it in the news. And the numbers of the faithful is increasing who are coming back to church. 
but it's still lower than it's been in the past few years. I'll have those numbers for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, it's Alina with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. One of the greatest gems of our church are the early saints who communicated with the actual apostles and their first wave of students. Today, we celebrate the feast of Saint Irenaeus, Bishop of Lyons. He was born only 100 years after Christ's death and witnessed sermons from Saint Polycarp himself, who was taught by the Apostle John, one of the 12 disciples. Irenaeus was a prolific author and defender of the early church. His writings are still studied and revered to this very day and continue to prove that the Catholic Church was well established in both ritual and form even as early as 150 years after Christ's resurrection. Saint Irenaeus especially enjoyed proving the Gnostics wrong. The Gnostics believed there was a secret knowledge passed down from Jesus and only a few of the disciples and many of their ideologies clearly went against Christ's teachings. Irenaeus' zeal to keep the church united as one is something we desperately need today. And I quote, The church, having received this preaching and this faith, although scattered throughout the whole world, yet as if occupying but one house carefully preserves it. She also believes these points of doctrine just as if she had been one soul and one in the same heart, and she proclaims them and teaches them and hands them down with perfect harmony as if she possessed only one mouth. For although the languages of the world are dissimilar, the import of the tradition is one and the same. For the churches which have been planted in Germany do not believe or hand down anything different, nor do those in Spain, nor those in Egypt, nor those in Libya, nor those which have been established in the central regions of the world. We are one heart and soul. We Christians were not ever meant to be divided. Being a convert myself, this subject strikes deeply in my own heart. I feel the separation of Catholics and Protestants like a kid living in a divorced home. Saint Irenaeus says, error never shows itself in its naked reality in order not to be discovered. On the contrary, it dresses elegantly so that the unwary may be led to believe that it is more truthful than truth itself. Such a great quote. We must not allow ourselves to be deceived by the frilly language of our secular society. Even if it's coming from a priest or a bishop or layperson who is Catholic, if what they're preaching or living doesn't match up to what Christ and his church has established for centuries, it's probably a fallacy needing to be challenged. I highly recommend reading some of St. Irenaeus' works and drenching yourself in the writings of the early saints. It's so encouraging to read the words of a mentor who was alive during the days of the early church, just one saint away from Christ himself. St. Irenaeus of Lyons, Ora Pro Nobis. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Although church attendance in the United States saw a slight uptick in 2023, fewer Americans are going to church than they did before the start of the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdowns, according to a Gallup poll recently released. Gallup surveyed more than 1,000 Americans in May, asking them whether they had attended church, synagogue, mosque, or temple within the last seven days. The result found 
that only 31% of respondents said they had. About 84% of worshipers were attending in person and about 16% still attending remotely. The 31% attendance rate was the highest found by the pollsters since the start of COVID-19 pandemic. The 2020 survey found that only 30% of respondents attended a service within the week they were polled, which dropped to 29% in 2021, rose again to 30% in 2022. Despite the slight uptick, the poll found that attendance was still three percentage points lower than the 34% attendance rate found in 2019, the year before the pandemic Hmm. began. So it didn't break it down by different religions. It was just in general, right? Just overall churchgoers. Well, about 7.5 million singing and swimming baby shark bath toys are being recalled after multiple lacerations and puncture wounds were reported in children playing with them. Zuru, an El Segundo, California-based toy maker, said it's recalling both full-size and mini versions of its robotic baby shark toys that have hard plastic top fins, which pose the injury risks. Now, 12 injuries have already been reported with Zuru's full-sized Robo-Alive Junior Baby Shark Sing and Swim Bath toys after children sat or fell on the now-recalled products. Nine of these cases required stitches or medical attention, according to a release from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Now, while injuries have only been reported with these full-size toys so far, Zuru is also recalling Robo-Alive Junior mini baby shark swimming bath toys out of an abundance of caution. Consumers in possession of the recall toys are instructed to stop using them immediately and contact Zuru for a full refund. Oregon Governor Tina Kotek has named a new director for the Oregon Department of Education. Charlene Williams will take over as interim director next month. She previously served as the deputy superintendent for Evergreen Public Schools in southwest Washington. Williams needs to be confirmed by the Oregon Senate to become permanent director, which Kotech office says will happen in September. Before her role at Evergreen, Williams was assistant superintendent for the Camas School District, also in Washington, and she worked at Portland Public Schools for seven years as a senior director of school performance and the principal at Roosevelt High School. It floats back to you Wonderful. Something for everyone. Well, it is called Icon of the Seas, and it is soon to be setting sail as the world's largest cruise ship this fall. So it's being built for Royal Caribbean International. Its construction was recently completed at a shipyard in Finland, and it ventured into open waters for the first time this month, ahead of a likely delivery in October this year. Icon of the Seas is nearly 1,200 feet long with a weight of over 250,000 tons. It will hold around 5,600 passengers and 2,300 crew. So that's almost 8,000 people oh, that's total. A sm- that's a city. <laughs> that is a city. 
So one of the icon's features will be the world's largest water park at sea. Named Category 6, it will feature six record-breaking water slides along with seven pools and nine whirlpools. The ship promises more than 40 ways to dine, drink, and be entertained with 20 decks and eight neighborhoods to explore. See, Nate, it's a city. It eight is a neighborhoods. City. Can you imagine that? A cruise ship. Oh, my goodness. That's that's a lot of people. I'm not sure. I mean, I'll wait for the reviews to come in. I'm not sure that I want to be at sea with 8,000 people <laughs> on a boat. Yeah, so mm. it's supposed to begin, I guess, starting cruises in January of 2024, and it's going to be in the Caribbean, okay. where it's going to cruise. And I don't know if you can get your uh, reservations in right now. It's, again, icon of the seas. Now, I've never been on a big cruise ship. The biggest cruise I've ever been on was uh, taking a boat from San Diego to Ensenada on oh. a day, on a little day cruise. Okay. <laughs> and I think there were maybe uh, possibly uh, 10 people on the boat. Okay. So, yeah. I'd, I've been on one cruise in my life, and it's been many years ago. We went to Alaska, though, out of Seattle. Oh, okay. It was a beautiful time. A smaller ship, and, and uh, it was too cold to enjoy the pool. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, <laughs> we were out looking at glaciers. You need to get on Icon of the Seas. I'll let them work the yeah. bugs out first, and All you can right. tell me how it goes. Anyone who works a minimum wage job in Oregon will get a raise starting July 1st. In all parts of the state, the minimum wage will increase. However, in Oregon, the minimum wage is not equal across the state. Oregon's minimum wage is divided into three areas. The Portland metro area, the standard area, and the non-urban area. On July 1st, Minimum wage in the Portland metro area will jump from $14.75 to $15.45 per hour. The standard minimum wage will increase from $13.50 to $14.20. And the non-urban minimum wage earners, well, it'll increase from $12.50 an hour to $13.20 an hour. The Portland metro area includes any employer within the urban growth boundary. So I was looking this up. A buck twenty-five is what in nineteen seventy. That's what Oregon's is that when you got your first wage. job? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Maybe I don't know. That's a good question. But that's what it was in nineteen seventy. Okay, a buck uh, twenty-five. A buck twenty-five. Yeah. So that's uh, that's an increase, but you got that's you know almost sixty years ago. Yeah. In nineteen seventy-five, it was uh, two ten. So on the way up at that point. Okay. Yes. There it is. So there you go. Well, this is a really a sad story in sports involving NASCAR great race car driver Jimmy Johnson. The parents and nephew of Johnson's wife, Chandra Janaway Johnson, were killed Monday at a home in Muskogee, Oklahoma. According to police, they're in what is an apparent murder-suicide. Authorities identified the people who died as 69-year-old Jack Janaway and his wife, 68-year-old Terry Janaway, along with their 11-year-old grandson, Dalton Janaway. Investigators believe Terry Janaway shot and killed her husband and grandson before shooting herself. Mm. Yeah, just really ter- terrible. The auto racing team, Legacy Motor Club, announced in a statement Tuesday that Johnson is withdrawing from this weekend's NASCAR Cup Series event in uh. Chicago and the, the family asking for privacy at this point in time. So I read, I saw that yesterday and I thought, oh, 
That's so uh, sad. That is so sad and yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. And please keep that family in Abs- your prayers and ab- repose right. of the souls. Mm-hmm. Well, how many laws are there in the Catholic Church? Well, the current law governing the Catholic Church is the 1983 Code of Canon Law. Now, this code promulgated by His Holiness St. John Paul II replaced the 1917 Code of Canon Law. Now, the code is a system of laws and principles which regulates the organization and governance of the Catholic Church. Canon law orders and directs the activities of the church in almost every conceivable facet of life. Whenever the apostles promulgated rules and regulations to follow, this was law for early Christians. As time went on, these pronouncements became apostolic canons and apostolic constitutions. Each ecumenical council of the church, beginning with the Council of Nicaea in 325, added constitutions or canons to the body of the church's law. Along the way, each pope also issued various laws through the forms of edicts and bulls. Gradually, the collection of laws grew and grew, and they were compiled over centuries by various popes and churchmen. However, these laws were assorted and sometimes not even compiled systematically. At the First Vatican Council, several bishops asked for a new code of the canon laws. Pope St. Pius X sent to work in synthesizing a new code of canon laws as a new corpus juris canonici. Now, the new code was systemized and had 2,400 canons. It was finished under Pope Benedict XV. And considering the Second Vatican Council and the new constitutions and decrees to come, there was also a call by Pope St. John XXIII to revise the code. There were numerous drafts and discussions in the 60s and the 70s, and the project was finally finished under the pontificate of Pope St. John Paul II in 1983. So this code of canon law, greatly shorter, and has brought down the number of laws in the Catholic Church to 1,752 canons. Okay. That's a lot of rules to follow. (laughs) Sure is. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Thursday at 7 o'clock is the Dominican Rite Mass for the Feast of St. Peter and Paul at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. All are invited to attend a Dominican Rite Misa Cantata in honor of this feast day. Cantores in Ecclesia will sing and a wine and cheese reception will follow in Siena Hall. You can find all the details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. We're heading up to the Mount Hood region, Camp Howard, right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. 
Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. For more than 33 years, Monterey Radio has been sowing the seeds of faith. Your legacy of support continues to bring souls back to Christ, just like Michael Boultry. It's really miraculous. I'd come out of confession, and it was the first time I had met the priest. And I turned on my car, and of course, Monterey Radio's on. It was the priest that I had just encountered. It's like, whoa, thanks, Holy Spirit. But then the same thing happened again, where I had just met this priest. But then it happened again, and it was three separate occasions and three separate priests. God's providence was so clear to me, and I'm getting chills just talking about it. He was making it so clear and so obvious that, yes, this is the path. You guys are planting seeds that are bearing fruit now and down the line. Michael Boultry is just one of many souls the Holy Spirit has reached through Mater Day Radio. Help us continue to sow the seeds of faith. Hear more of Michael's amazing story and ensure your legacy of giving at materdayradio.com. It is 8.15 here at Mater Day Radio. Did you enjoy yesterday's afternoon temperatures? Well, we basically got to repeat today a few morning clouds that'll burn away for temperatures to climb into the lower 80s today. Overnight, we're going to cool off to 57 degrees. Then tomorrow, we tick up a few degrees, getting to about the middle 80s. Then as we move through the weekend, full sunshine days, temperatures going to climb and we'll be into the low to mid 90s by the 4th of July. All right, 63 degrees at St. Joseph's Church in Salem. And it is 60 degrees at Christ the King Catholic Church in Milwaukee. It's faith in action. Time to check in with the Catholic Youth Organization. Well, no doubt about it. Camping season is here. And for the folks at the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization, Camp Howard near Scenic Mount Hood is open for business. Joining us this morning with a Camp Howard update is CYO's Director of Communications, Jenna Bass. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, always great to talk with you. And it is indeed camping (laughs) season. The sun is shining. Beautiful time to go camping up at Camp Howard. You guys just had your last open house. We did. It was just this past weekend, and it was uh, well attended. It was perfect weather for the weekend. Lots of families were up there visiting camp for the first time to get an idea of, you know, where their kids are 
going to be staying, what the cabins look like, meeting the staff. So it was a it was a great opportunity to show off the camp. Yeah, and some and some new things too. Uh, the welcome center did that would that was that open last year? I'm trying to remember, or did it open this year? Um, it actually opened the year before. Year before, there you go. Yeah, yes, it's a beautiful center. Yeah, a lot, I mean, I'm just thinking about all the new things over the years that uh, Camp Howard has gone through. I mean, quite the transformation. Definitely, yeah. Before that, we had our brand new dining hall, which is just fabulous with a great view of the mountain. Um, and then our welcome center, which is right as um, the kids come in, the families come in. It's uh, beautiful and very welcoming. And then, um, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. wonderful. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic again. And you're the staff at CYO. You work to put together. It, it appears like some care packages. You said some T-shirts, different things. Yes. Yeah, so when the kids go to camp, the families have an option of buying them T-shirts, sweatshirts, care packages. So we have just been busy getting all that ready because camp starts this uh, this Friday for family camp, and then after that, a mini week and. Right after that, our full sessions begin, so we're busy getting ready. <laughs> uh, that's great. I just imagine as a kid pulling up to Camp Howard, and explain that when, when folks get out, I mean, just walking in, what are they going to see? Um, like I said, they're going to drive up. We have the beautiful new Welcome Center, which has the nurse's station. Um, it has the the store for the kids to buy their they're goodies during the week, um, and so they'll park kind of in that area, and as they walk around, um, behind the Welcome Center is the brand-new dining hall, like I said, that um, overlooks the Bull Run with a beautiful view of Mount Hood. Um, and as you walk around the camp, um, all the beautiful trees, we have a couple fields um, for recreational activities. Um, right as you come in, kind of to the left of camp, is our um, archery center that sits up and during the camp, we have goats, and um, once in a while, you'll get to see the goats and them doing their thing. We also have brand-new baby goats as well. Oh, that's fantastic. What a great opportunity to be up at camp this year to see that. So family camp, first up on the docket for the sessions. Uh, explain family camp to folks. Is this really great opportunity for families to go up and, and get together and do some fun things? It is. So it's uh, four days this week. It's this Friday through Monday, and the families can come up together and experience camp um, with all of the activities. They each get a private cabin while they're there, and so the normal activities, they get to enjoy, you know, the swimming pool, the archery, arts and crafts, BB guns, fishing. Um, are They're called corkles. They go in the pond. or these little floating devices for the kids, plus, you know, the, the campfire setting with the singing and so it's just a great opportunity for the family to be together. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Does that usually sell out pretty full? It does, yeah. We definitely are. Um, I, I think this year we are definitely near capacity for the for the family camp. Nice. And then session one for the kids begins in uh, July, first week of July, after the 4th of July, actually. So what do the kids get to experience when they go for a camping session? The same thing, like I mentioned, from the family camps. So they get to do the arts and crafts, archery, the corkle boats. Um, this year we have the giant swing. We have a brand new, um, it's called a low ropes course, and it's these um, type of uh, like balancing beams and balancing platforms where the kids have to work together as a team to accomplish certain tasks. So it's a great leadership 
Um, there's laser tag up at camp. Uh, like I've mentioned, we have the goats, and once in a while you'll see them walking around the camp. Oh, wow, a lot of fun. Again, speaking with Jenna Bass, she is CYO's Director of Communications as Camp Howard gets started this week. So volunteerism, always a big part of CYO, and volunteers for adults, they can help, and, and, and kind of a, a little reward program there as well. Absolutely. So, yes, if you want to go up and volunteer for a week at camp while your child is there, we definitely welcome it. The opportunity is there, and if you do, you get a $500 discount discount towards your child's registration. And you'll be up there the entire time um, with your kids, so our camp sessions run Sunday through Friday, and you get to be a part of it. So, you know, the singing, the campfire, all of the stuff. So in your experience in, in watching the camps over these years up at Camp Howard, do you find several things that are really popular with the kids? Maybe it's the campfires. I, I, I don't know. There, there's so many activities. <laughs> oh, that is a great question. Uh, I would say the there's a giant slip and slide, um, and that's very popular. Like I said, the, the giant, giant swing is popular. Um, I'm, we're hoping that the low ropes corp course is popular. I'm sure it will be. Laser tag is also popular. Um, arts and crafts, also very popular. So there's just, there's a lot of variety and uh, for the kids. Nice. So talk about registration. Is there registration still available for some of the camp sessions? Definitely, yes. So a lot of our sessions are very near capacity, but we do have a few sessions that are still have some spots available, and um, you can go to our website, which is cyocamppower.org, and you can choose a session, and it will definitely tell you what ages and genders are available. Excellent. Again, cyocamphoward.org is the website. Still a few spaces left for Camp Howard Summer Camping. So going to be a great summer sessions. I, I know throughout the summer, Jenna, so appreciate you coming on. I know you're busy, but thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And just one extra thing, we do have scholarships available for camp, which oh. is uh, also there on our campsite. So for anybody who's interested, it's a very easy process. Excellent. Again, check it out. CYOCampHoward.org is the website. God bless you, Jenna. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. It is 8.23 here at Mater Day Radio. David, she had me at Baby Goats. <laughs> at Baby Goats. Oh, I know. Isn't that fun? How much fun is oh, that? Man. Goats are great. Our neighbors used to have goats that lived behind us before the houses were built. She used to let me feed them my giant zucchinis when I couldn't cook them anymore. <laughs> She's like, oh, the goats will eat them in. Oh, that is a lot of fun. They'll eat anything. They, they certainly will. Well, wonderful events like CYO, well, those can be found on our community calendar. You can find it under the Get Involved menu, materdayradio.com. Of course, the Hail Mary has access to the community calendar. You can also let us know if you have an upcoming event, and we will get it on there. More information at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Hi, this is Tim Staples, Senior Apologist with Catholic Answers and an adult convert to the Catholic faith, inviting Mater Day radio listeners to join me for the 50th Annual Summer Institute in Catholic Teaching at Our Lady of Peace Retreat Center. As one of this year's speakers, I'm going to discuss some of the whys behind our Catholic faith, such as why be Catholic? How is man saved? I'll talk about Luther's most important question and what's all the fuss about Mary and more. I'll be there, and I hope you will too. Join Tim Staples, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, Father Theodore Lang, and Bishop Peter Smith during this life-changing spiritual and educational retreat, July 10th through the 14th at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. For all the details and how to register, visit olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old, reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. And in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 827 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it is a sport exploding in popularity and injuries, Brenda. <laughs> it's pickleball. Oh, watch out for that. Yes. And what does Pope Francis do when he's on vacation? Whatever it is, he gets to do it for the whole month of July. I have an update on his schedule for you coming up in news. Here is Leanna Crawford. How can you not? You are listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. I see the sunrise in the morning and a million stars at night. I hear the birds, they can't stop singing. I see his goodness when I fall down And his grace that picks me up Every day I can't stop singing hallelujah How can you not see God In every little thing, in 
That is Leanna Crawford and How Can You Not? It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. As he does every year, Pope Francis will take a summer break for the entire month of July, announced the prefecture of the papal household. His audiences will resume in August after his return from World Youth Day in Lisbon. And the note from the prefecture indicates that Pope Francis' general, particular, and special audiences will be suspended from July 1st to the end of the month. The, so the general audience on Wednesday, June 28th, that's today, is the last before Pope's break. Throughout the summer, however, the Bishop of Rome will continue to recite the Angelus in St. Peter's Square at midday on Sundays, as he usually does. He may also continue to receive guests in private from August 2nd to uh, from August 2nd to the 6th. Pope Francis will be in Portugal for World Youth Day. General audiences will then resume following Wednesday on August 9th. On June 29th, the Pope is due to celebrate Mass for the Feast of St. Peter's and Paul at 9.30 a.m. in St. Peter's Basilica. He will also be presenting the palliums to the Metropolitan Archbishops that have been appointed during the year. You know, I just happen to think he should spend a week at Camp Howard. I bet Wouldn't Pope Francis would love those I baby goats. bet you he would. We'll count our blessings in the Northwest for the time being as millions of people were waking up today to poor air quality as smoke from Canadian wildfires blankets Chicago, Detroit, and much of the Great Lake region. Chicago and Detroit were among the top three cities with the worst air quality in the world as of this morning, according to Air Tracking Services. Around 87 million people are at risk of poor air quality from the wildfire smoke and ozone impacts, with air quality alerts up for large parts of the upper Midwest and Great Lakes region, as well as parts of the Mid-Atlantic and Southeast. So Canada is seeing its worst fire season on record, with hundreds of wildfires raging across the country, more than 200 of them burning out of control, according to the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Center. Meantime, power use in Texas hit an all-time high yesterday as the state deals with triple-digit temperatures. They expect another record will be sent today with wow. that power usage. Oh, for power usage. Yes, yeah. Just, it's so hot there, all the air conditioning. Oh, I hope that holds up. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops has released their annual report on the state of the nation's permanent diaconate with data from 2022. The data was collected from the National Association of Diaconate Directors and included deacons from both the Latin and Eastern Rites. The data found that there were a total of 13,695 permanent deacons in active ministry in the United States. This is the lowest number of deacons recorded in the nation since 2011. The report notes that diaconate has been in decline in the last several years and that the number of deacons is keeping in line with this trend. It did, however, note that the number of deacons in the Latin Rite has remained relatively stable in comparison to the total. While the numbers have been dwindling, last year marked a time of surge to their ranks with 910 men ordained to the permanent diaconate 
in 2022, Hmm. in that one year, 910. This is significant, as it is quite a bit more than the total number of deacons ordained between 2014 and 2021. All those years combined, an estimated 642 deacons were ordained. Yes, sir. I have a question. Man with a hand up. Yes. Your question, please. When was Deacon Scott ordained? 2007. 2007. Yeah, so right. his, and, and that was also part of a, a surge that was growing. There was at one point at the, where the trend was moving so much forward in the permanent diaconate that uh, by 2000, maybe 40s or 2050s, there would be equal number of priests and deacons in mm. the United States. But I think that that has been trailing off in recent years. Right. Well, it may be fun and games for the older generation, but a new study out this week shows that one of the fastest growing sports, pickleball, is taking its toll on the senior sets. What? Yes, pickleball injuries may cost Americans $377 million in health care costs this year, accounting for 5 to 10% of total unexpected medical costs, according to the report. The numbers show that from 2010 to 2019, of emergency department visits due to pickleball injuries occurred in people over 60 years old. (laughs) Aw. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. Uh, Visits are mostly due to pickleball injuries related to sprains, strains, and fractures. So according to the Sports and Fitness Trade Group, pickleball has grown from 3.5 million players in 2019 8.9 8.9 million in 2022, and the number of players will jump to 22 million this year. <laughs> well, not here in Portland because there's no place for them to play. Oh, I see them out there. Do you? I do see them out there. And that iconic sound. That's of right. The back and that's back and it. Forth. There you go. That's and my then those ball. seniors, they get ruckus oh, too, yelling let, and screaming. Let me tell you, it's. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, when you see those when you see those pickle players out there, pickleball players out there, just know that uh, don't hurt yourself. Don't get hurt. Well, Costco is getting stricter about enforcing its membership rules after seeing more non-members using memberships cards that don't belong to them at self-checkouts. The Wholesale Club's policy requires shoppers to have a paid membership to shop there, and they must show their membership cards when entering the warehouse and scan them when checking out. In a statement, Costco said, Our membership policy states that our membership cards are not transferable, and since expanding our self-service checkout, we've noticed that non-member shoppers have been using membership cards that do not belong to them. So to crack down on unauthorized card sharing, Costco said employees are now asking to see shoppers' membership cards with their photo at self-checkout. If the membership card does not have a photo, then employees ask for a photo ID. Well, Costco is the third largest retail company in the U.S. by sales revenue. Much of Costco's profits come from membership fees. According to third quarter filings, the Wholesale Club has more than 69 million members 
and nearly 125 million authorized membership card holders. Mm. That's a lot of people. That is. So it's not so much that they're making money off of the $4.99 rotisserie chicken. <laughs> it's all of the stuff that you pick up along the way. Oh, sure. As you get to the back of that store to get your chicken. And, of course, pick up a couple of things on the way back in. And you said there are photos on the Costco cards? There's, your photo is on the back of your card. I, are they? Yes. I, I'll have to look at that. I don't have Do you, a, My wife has a card. I'll have to see that if that's the case. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think her photo was on there. It, it should be. All right. And uh, yeah. if not, know. they're going to look at this and go, you don't look like a Beverly <laughs> to me, sir. She holds the card, so I'll have to, I'll have to find that out. <laughs> Uh, in sports, former University of Oregon football and track star Devin Allen just ran the fourth fastest time in the 110-meter hurdles this year at a track meet in New York City over the weekend. Allen clocked 13.04 seconds in the event to finish second behind Daniel Roberts. So what's unique about Allen is that he is also a wide receiver in the NFL playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Allen, who was 28, spent last season on the Eagles practice squad after signing with the team in April. Before that, he last played football for the Ducks in 2016. Now, he had put his football career on hold to pursue track and field, finished fifth and fourth in the 110-meter hurdles in the past two Olympics. Allen will have to decide later this summer whether to participate in the NFL training camp or continue in track. Hmm. So a uh, tough decision there coming. Well, gold medal or practice team. Mm, hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. One pays more than the other for sure. <laughs> Definitely does. This week, well, tomorrow, in fact, we're going to see the return of some very special and familiar faces in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the final installment of the movie series featuring Harrison Ford. One day, well, props from the classic Indiana Jones series may be old enough to belong in a museum, but until then, they go to the highest bidder. Heritage Auctions, the world's largest collectible auctioneers, sold the prop of the Holy Grail that was actually used in the last crusade in 2022. They sold the prop. In the hit film, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Indy faces his greatest obstacle when he has to select the true Holy Grail from a collection of cups meant to misdirect unsavvy visitors to its hidden shrine. If he chose the wrong cup, as the villains who accompany him do, he would find not eternal life, but instant death. Modern day movie fans didn't have their lives on the line with an array of replica grails also for sale on eBay and on Amazon. But they still had to choose wisely before committing to the prop starting price of $15,000. Mm. The piece eventually sold at auction for a reported $50,000. Central to the plot of Paramount's blockbuster, the Holy Grail is described by the auction house as made of fiberglass resin painted to resemble weathered earthenware or terracotta with bright gold leaf finish on the cup's interior and gold leaf patches embellishing the exterior. In the film, the cup was made to look humble amidst the bejeweled chalices that give the impression they are fit for kings. Right. The whereabouts of the real Holy Grail, David, you ask? 
Well, it said that cup or dish said to have been used by Jesus Christ at the Last Supper are largely up for debate. Many cultures and nations have claimed to possess the grail over the years, but none of these have been officially recognized by the Catholic Church. You know, I've heard this, the, the new Indiana Jones movie is good. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've, Indiana yeah. Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm. I'm going to watch it. Uh, yeah, I love Indiana Jones movies. So Harrison Ford, this probably is his last one, I have a feeling. He is uh, in excellent shape to be yeah. able to do this film, who celebrated his 80th birthday this year. That's awesome. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. July 4th, that's coming up next Tuesday. It is the 65th annual 4th of July barbecue at St. James in Malala. St. James parishioners invite all to support their parish by sharing in this holiday meal, and they've been cooking it for over 60 years. Back to the basics, they say, with a sit-down chicken dinner and to-go options. The full dinner for $14 is half a chicken, a baked potato, coleslaw, bread roll, and of course... Dessert. Yummy. Now remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Hey, we're going to go on a vacation road trip right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Peace has long been a Benedictine motto. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. In the rule of St. Benedict, the saint challenges those who live in monastic community to truly seek God and find peace. We all strive for peace, the profound sense of confidence and tranquility which flows from resting in God's love and trusting in God's providential care. In our daily lives, we can create peace by simplifying life and removing sources of strife, such as the pursuit of power or possessions. Finally, perfect peace goes hand in hand with perfect charity. When you have peace, you will have charity. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. In short, Rest in God's love, trust in God's care, and love others as God loves them. Then you will find true peace. Support for Matrade Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. 
And it is 846 at Monterey Radio. Sunny, beautiful day today. High of 83. Mostly clear tonight. Low of 57. And then sunny, 86 for Thursday, Friday, 84, Saturday, 84. It's a nice, nice weekend ahead. Excellent. Currently, it is a very pleasant 61 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And 61 degrees at Ascension Church in Portland. Ah, that time of year. It is. Of course, as I announced in the news, Pope Francis, he goes on vacation for the entire month of July. He's a busy man. He deserves a full four weeks of vacation. It takes him basically 11 months to earn that much vacation time. So he puts in a lot of extra hours so that way he can enjoy his time off. Think of the surgeries he's gone through. He's been through a lot. Yeah, he needs that. Uh, Let him have his break. I I, I think that there are, I don't think he spends that whole time at the Vatican in the back rooms. I think he does actually have some places that he can go away from the city and just spend some time in reflection and prayer. And as you said, I think that he can use additional recovery mm. time. He's got a busy schedule starting right at the beginning of August. Yeah, because so. he's got World Youth Day coming up. That's right. So uh, U.S. News, they put together some rankings. Uh, if you were heading on vacation here in the United States, they've got the 21 best summer vacation spots in the United States. These are the best ones you got to get to. Yeah. So I thought we would talk about a few of these. There are some good ones on here. I think all 21 of them sound pretty good. But I thought today we would start with lucky number 12. Yeah, I see this. Only because it's so close to home. According to travelnews.com, the number 12th best summer vacation spot in the United States for 2023 our own beautiful Cannon Beach, Cannon Oregon. Cannon Beach. How about that? Look at that. Of course, we know that beautiful haystack rock out there. Great food, beautiful shopping. The views are incredible. Not to mention, how many beaches can you go to in the United States where you have to, uh, where you can, I should say, hike through a forest to get down to the oh, beach, too? Beautiful. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. I mean... That you can't go wrong on the Oregon coast, <laughs> no, no matter where sure. you go. I mean, it's just it's a great place to go. Uh, I haven't. Uh, we've been actually skirting Cannon Beach. We have been kind of hitting some places north and south recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Cape Kiwanda has been yeah. become one of a new favorite spots too to go. Love it. As you said, the Oregon coast, fabulous. Can't go wrong. So if we move down from there, we're not going to be able to get to everybody, but. Number nine on this list, Seattle. Seattle, best summer vacation. Seattle, Washington. There's a lot to do in the city, and we've talked about summers in the Pacific Northwest. In fact, that's what they said in the little write-up. It says Seattle sees its best weather this time of year with less rain and warmer temperatures. Mm-hmm. Average highs in Seattle during the summer, 70. Yeah. In the middle 70s. Middle 70s it can be warmer yeah. that. Uh, head down to the uh, uh, the pier yeah. and the Pikes, Place Mar- Pikes Place yeah. Market. There's lots of good food. There's a, an aquarium down there. Maybe taking a little 
boat cruise. Very nice. A little three-hour yeah. tour. Get out on one of the ferries there. Be good. Great time. Yeah. I thought uh, Seattle's always a great time. Now, here's an interesting one. I think for us here, we may not have uh, head out this way, but they say the number eight right after Seattle, you'd want to go to the Adirondacks. Ah, interesting. Now, I think in the movie Dirty Dancing, Patrick Swayze, I think, wasn't that like the Adirondacks? I think you're right, yeah. Okay. Kind of up in the mountains there. From what I've heard from interviews, they said it was really hot, muggy, and there were a lot of bugs. Hmm. So I don't know if it's number eight, but boy, according to the pictures there, it looks like a beautiful spot to sit in an Adirondack chair (laughs) and overlook the water. Beautiful. Yeah, great place to go. I'd go there. Uh, All right, number seven, David. Do you see it there on the list above the Adirondacks? Uh, Where is number seven? Bar Harbor? No, you got to say it with the right accent. Uh, (laughs) Bar? Bar? Yeah, I don't know. Bar. Bar Harbor. Bar Harbor. That's in Maine. (laughs) That's up in Maine for sure. I have never been anywhere close to Maine. I've not been to Boston, Connecticut, none of those northeastern states. I would love to do that. That would be fun. Yeah, it'd be a great trip. So there you go. Bar Harbor, Maine. Bar Harbor, Maine. So let's move through the the list here pretty quickly. San Francisco's on the list. Mm -hmm. Grand Tetons is on the list. I would add uh, uh, the Grand Canyon along with those two. Those are some great places to go. Grand Tetons are beautiful. Sunny San Diego. San Diego. Coming in fourth. Of course. I San Diego girl right here. Yep. Love it. Love the beaches, love the food, love the entertainment. Oh, see, there's number three, Grand Canyon, the all-American huh, There you go. vacation spot, Yellowstone. Yep. Always very good. I'm following a new webpage now where they show videos of not very smart Yellowstone tours <laughs> who are doing very dumb things around wild animals yes. and these hot pools. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. And number one number on the one. list, David, look at this one. Glacier National Park. Have you ever been there? I have never been there. One time I have made that yeah. trip, me and Scott, before we had children. So we're talking well, more than 25 years ago. Right. We went with his parents and the four of us drove out there in through beautiful Montana Glacier National Park. There is a highway there that you travel along. And I think it's called Highway to the Sun, maybe, mm-hmm. because it's like our own sunset highway at certain times of the of the right. day. You are looking right out of the sun as you climb that mountain. Yeah, there's some great places on this list. Yeah, I mean, who just, needs to go to Europe? Look what we've got right here yeah, in the United all States. All of these beautiful areas. A lot of them West Coast areas, too, where yeah. you can drive if you didn't I, want to fly. That's why we live in this yeah. beautiful part of the country. So hopefully your plans this summer include one of these wonderful vacations, and we hope you enjoy today's Second Cup. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Warren, in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, 
Impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps. Strengthen their resolutions. Shield their chastity. Fashion their minds. Conquer their hearts. And lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Day Radio. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. So Dirty Dancing, they were in the Catskills. The Catskills, still in New York. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so Catskills or Adirondack, I'll take either one. There you go. Uh, weather today, sunny, high of 83 degrees, mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 57. Then for Thursday, sunny again, 86 about the same for Friday as well. It is currently 61 degrees in the Rose City. Closing out our show today, here is Chris Bray, beloved child of God. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. You have been running till now. Will you surrender? I'm calling you by my love. Will you answer? There's nothing that you can do that severs my love from you. So won't you come near to me? Just when you have given in, overtaken by a sin, you just need to know you are the other child of God. Overwhelmed and overcome, it's not too late, sin has not won. You just need to know you are the other child. Receive forgiveness I paid the price by my life Just believe it No matter what you have done And my strength you can overcome So won't you confide in me Just when you have given in Overtaken by a sin You just need to know you are the child Too late, it has not won. You just need to know you are the little 
Chris Bray and Beloved Child of God. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. That's going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend on this Wednesday. David and Brenda with you. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, they didn't have Wally World on the list. It didn't make the list oh, this God, year. Yeah. I, th- I think they closed Wally World. Did they close Wally World? That's <laughs> too bad. So some great places to go to. I love it. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It's Wednesday. That means Miriam Marston will be blazing the trail this evening at 7.30. You'll also catch her podcast on the Hail Mary Media app this afternoon. And we hope that you have a very blessed day.